Good morning, guys. Aren't you thankful that he's worthy? If it was left up to us, thank goodness it's not. Right? Glad to see you guys. It's good to see the kids. Worship team, thank you. It's good to see the full set. Can we thank Kim for joining us this week? I'm a super good. It's good to see you guys. Good job, good, killing it, bro. Man. Uh, okay, Whitney's up there. Yeah, last, I don't know, I sound a little weird, but it'll be all right. It's like hearing myself talk, it's weird. I guess I, I'll just keep talking to it. Fixes itself. There we go. Is that better? Nope. It's like I'm coming out of everywhere. I, I'm not gonna lie. I pulled my phone out. I was like, "Am I?" It's super weird. So, how's everybody doing today? Okay. Cool. The same. I feel like the same three people are doing good every time we come in here. <laughs> They're consistent, at least, I guess, right? I'm sorry about this, but I'm just going to keep rolling, and we'll get it figured out. I'm excited for today. Are you guys excited? And I don't mean for the Super Bowl. I know, I know there's some football fans in here. I like it, too. Who do you guys want to win? There you go. I know somebody that's upset sitting with a Cowboys hat on right now. <laughs> I didn't, we didn't make it either, bro. No, I've been giving my man a hard time all week. That's good. We've been in a series 23 and we. Uh, it's been super good. I'm excited about this one. Uh, a few weeks back, a few months back, uh, I did a message on uh, really the new man, trust the transition. There was a couple of them that was... Uh, about putting on the new, taking off. And I don't know if you guys remember, if you guys were here, but I did a demonstration. I had one coat half on, another coat half on. And, and uh, it's good because the word that we're using, this new, um, go ahead to the next slide. We've been talking about, oh, so let me get into this. So talking about the new man, I'm... Uh, I'm excited, and, and God just uh, really has been showing me the, the newness. This is super weird. Do I just need to grab a mic? Can you hear me now? Still got an echo. I mean, if we're going to have an echo, I'm going to use the, the one on my face. So. Which one? This one sounded better? Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Good. Hey, listen, I'm excited about this because you guys participate. <laughs> 
Um, all right, there we go. No, there we not. So I'm sorry, guys. I just got. I'm just going to go. I don't want to waste any more time. I got a lot to talk about. Um, so this this happened this week, and it's super cool because it, it might not look like a whole lot to you guys, but this is my little brother. That's a monster on the left. That's my son, and then that's my sister's son to the right. And we went down to D.C. We caught a basketball game. Uh, my son likes the Cavaliers, but, I mean, they crushed the Wizards. Sorry if there's any Wizards fans in here, but we left it. Like, we went and walked around the stadium. It was our first time together getting to experience this. So it was super cool. Um, there's another photo on here. If you want to go to the next slide. Uh, Jax was with us. He's never seen the, a few spots in D.C., so we stopped at a couple spots and took some pictures and ran around. It was just super cool, but what was cool about it was the fact that I was able to, uh, just able to do that. Um, I don't want to talk too much about it. I'll get emotional, but I was not able to ever do this, but then after I was looking at the photos, it made me really think like, this is what giving your life to God looks like. And I'm not up here boasting about me. I'm boasting to say that he changed my life around when I just started to believe in him, to be able to sow into the lives of the people around me. And I was never able to do that when I was serving myself. So it was super cool, and it, and it tagged along. Um, so I just wanted to throw that in there. Go to the next slide. We'll go ahead and jump into the message. I ain't going to show you my one photo because you wouldn't recognize me when I came in. I was like 80 pounds soaking wet. But uh, so this is kainos. This is the word that we're using, and we've been on in the, in the series here recently. And it is uh, the word new, as respects form, recently made, fresh, recent, unused, unworn, as respects the substance of a new kind, unprecedented, um, it's, it's really uh, what I talked about last time. It's not new as in you've never heard it before, but it's a, a fresh reminder. So, and what I want to talk about today, uh, Fred was in Ephesians and talking about, you know, really the oneness and us coming together when we accept Christ. The, our new identity is we are now all equal. We are all one. Um, so I'm in Ephesians 4 again. New Man Part 2, and what I want to focus on this time is we're going to talk about the newness, but I want to talk further on how to, uh, how to live in that newness of life, um, because we are called to walk it out. How many of us know that? We can identify things, we can, uh, we can acknowledge things, but when we start to apply them and live differently, it changes everything. It transforms us. We start to be more and more like the way that we were created to be. And I'm not perfect. No one in here is perfect. But the Bible does talk about there needs to be a maturity and there should be a growth as we're following Christ. So uh, we're going to go ahead and jump into the, my scripture. This is the main scripture, but we're going to talk about a lot more. Uh, this is the NIV. I do use the message translation. I'm sorry for you people that are super saved, and if that offends you, I'm sorry, but I, I really like it. I do encourage you to go back and study it. Uh, I know everyone reads different, different translations, and that's great. 
Uh, I know it tends to add a, a few things, but again, we're not here to, to add, take away, none of that. We're just here to learn, help teach, and whatever tool we can use to help teach and reach somebody, we're going to use it, and this one helps me, so I, I'm going to use it. So you can give all your comments and concerns to Phil right here on the left. So Ephesians 4.24, is everybody there? You don't have to be. It's up on the screen. All right. So 24, and to put on the new self, everybody say new, new. created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. So the new self is created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. So if, if we're going to be like him, we got to participate in what he participated in. We have to acknowledge and understand what he came to do and believe in it to the point that we now are receiving it, living it, and going about our everyday life. So the message translation, I'm going to read through Ephesians 4 down to 24, and it's going to be uh, in the message translation but I'm going to read through this, and we're going to talk about it and go further into this. So I just want to go ahead and pray. Father, thank you for today. Uh, help open our hearts, our eyes, our ears to you, God. Uh, the only reason that we're here is because of you. Help us to receive that, to understand that, and just uh, apply that in such a way that it changes us so we can go into the world and be, a, be an example of what your love and grace is all about. We thank you. We love you. We honor you in Jesus' name. And everybody said... All right, let's get it. So next slide, please. The old way has to go. I love that. That's how they put it. It's just plain and simple. And what, what this is so good about, it is, it is simple. We complicate this and make it tough, but it's really this simple. The old way has to go. And I'm not here to beat nobody up. I, I want us to all get on the same page that as I'm reading this and it's speaking to y'all, it's impacting my life and my heart in a, in a way. But what I want us to grasp out of this is that when we leave here today, we get an understanding that we want it to go. It's not that it just has to go. There's something in us that stirs up to make us want to start to do different and example different things in our lives, not just... Just, oh, well, I got to do that. Because if it's, the, if it's an obligation, you're, you're not going to achieve it. Sorry to bust any bubbles. But we're going to, let's go ahead and start in 17. Are y'all with me? I know, I can't be with myself. This is so weird to, to, to the kickback. Okay, it says, and so I insist, and God backs me up on this, that there be no going along with the crowd the empty-headed, mindless crowd. They've refused for so long to deal with God that they've lost touch not only with God, but with reality itself. They can't think straight anymore. Feeling no pain, they left themselves go in sexual obsession, addicted to every sort of perversion. Next slide. 20. But that's no life for you. You learned Christ. Everybody say, you learned Christ. All right. That's no life for you. All right, no one wants to say that one. Okay. My assumption is that you have paid careful attention to you. Oh, wait. That says him. 
Oh, it says him. You have paid careful attention to him. Been well instructed in the truth precisely as we have it in who? Jesus. Jesus. Since then, we do not have the excuse of ignorance. Everything, and I do mean everything, connected with that. Everyone say, old way of life has to go. There we go. It's rotten through and through. Get rid of it and then take on an entirely, there it is, way of life. A God-fashioned life. A life renewed from the inside and working itself into your conduct as God accurately reproduces his character in you. Thank you, God, that you do that and I don't have to. So, what that says there at the beginning, I don't want to go to the next slide yet, just hold on. But, I love what that says, but that's no life for you. You learned Christ. So when you think that you learned Christ, and I know I talked about it before, but my heart really stuck there because the question really ends up being, what have you learned? Right? And I think you have to start there because if we're going to base it off of our life experiences and things that we've done, and we're going to try to bring that into the understanding of learning Christ, we're going to be super confused. Correct? And I believe that's why a lot of us are still confused, because maybe we've never really questioned what we've learned and looked for ourselves. And we've just went along with the crowd and went along with what everyone's saying, or you should do this, you should do that. And now you're mixing, you know, your experiences in with uh, what somebody else is saying, and then you don't have your own opinion, and now you're just out here, you don't even know. And if you don't know, guess what you ain't doing? You're not able to understand what he really did and live and apply that to your life so you start to grow and mature. So if there's a struggle in maturity, this could be a good starting place to look at what you have really learned and how you learned. So go to the next slide. So that's the first question to have. I have a couple questions. Today's a a question kind of day. I have some questions because I have questions myself. But it says, what have you learned? Ephesians 4, 20, 21. But that's no life for you. You learned Christ. My assumption is that you have paid careful attention to him, been well instructed in him, the truth precisely as we have it in Jesus. So what's he talking about? Because we can read that and just be like, well, hold up. So to do that, we got to go back to Acts 19. So go to the next slide. So Acts 19, we're going to read through this, and this is going to help us understand what they've learned, and then it's going to help us better understand and answer some of these questions on how we renew, how we get to that place of living our life differently, of putting on the new man, putting off, and renewing our minds. Um, So I'm going to read some more. I'm sorry for the echo, but we're going to get through it together. So... Acts 19, starting, and this is message translation, 1 and 2. Now it happened that while Apollos, and I might have said that wrong, correct me. No, good. Man, look at that. Was away in the Corinth, Paul made his way down through the mountains, came to Ephesus, and happened on some disciples there. I love the message translation, happened on some disciples there. 
um, the first thing he, he said was, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Isn't that interesting? It's the first thing that he, he springs up. That, that has to be super important. Right? And we're going to get into why here in a second. So that's the first question. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Did you take God into your mind only, or did you also embrace him with your heart? Did he get inside of you? So these are some questions that throughout this, I, you know, I really hope it sparks a question that you start asking yourself. I'm not asking you. I, I'm, I want you to start asking yourself because for us to really get to the place of living our life and being able to renew it, he has to get in you. You, you can be saved in, in, in all this, but how many knows that you can be saved and not set free? Okay, so until you receive and he gets in you so the Holy Spirit can do the work in you, because it's him that does it. Thank you, Jesus. It's him that does it. It's not us. And I don't want to get ahead of myself, but we, we have to learn to operate from what he did, not work for what he did, because we don't have the strength to do that. So this is, this is awesome, too. We've never even heard of that. <laughs> a Holy Spirit, God within us? That's wild, isn't it? They've never even heard of that. So he says, how were you baptized then, asked Paul. And they said, in John's baptism. This is, this is one of the, I don't know if I can say gangsters things, or if that's even a word, but this is so awesome how he responds to this. Go to the next slide. <laughs> that explains it. Right off the bat, he's just like, oh, well, that explains everything. What does that explain? Let's read it. John preached a baptism of radical life change so that people would be ready to receive the one coming after him who turned out to be Jesus. If you've been baptized in John's baptism, you are ready now for the real thing for Jesus. Everyone say the real thing. Which is what? Jesus. And they were. As soon as they heard of it, they were baptized in the name of the master Jesus. Paul put his hands on their heads and the Holy Spirit entered them. From that moment on, they were praising God in tongues and talking about God's actions. Altogether, there were about 12 people there that day. So these were disciples. This is, this is where Paul came. And when he laid hands on them and the Holy Spirit started to do the work in them, that's when everything started to change. They were baptized. They were baptized in John's baptism. But it wasn't until Paul laid hands and the Holy Spirit entered them when they started to then understand and praise and start speaking in tongues and start doing all these things. So it was the Holy Spirit that activated inside of them that changed everything. And it, and it, it, it does, you know, this, these raise some questions here. Uh, it does make you wonder. 
you know, we got a lot of, and there's a lot going on in this time. Um, and I don't want to spend too much time here, but there's so much chaos going on and uh, a lot of different practices um, uh, of all kinds. A crazy, a modern day Cumberland, if you will. I don't know. <laughs> there's all kinds of crazy stuff going on. But uh, there's also uh, a lot of, you know, in, in our time, a lot of, I guess, religious practices. A lot of uh, different things that we, we have accepted Christ and we go to church and, and all this stuff. A church attendance is up there for us, so, so we've got to make sure we're at church and doing everything we've got to do. But, but guys, what, what my heart is today is to let you know that you can, you can accept Him, you can do all these things, but until the Holy Spirit kicks in and activates in your life, that's the thing that's going to sustain you and continue to change you no matter what comes your way. We all are sitting here going through things right now, but the Holy Spirit is the only thing that's going to do a work in you and can do the work in you to change you, to get you to the place of being more and more like Christ every single day. Um, let's go to the next slide. So, 8 through 10, Paul then went straight to the meeting place, and he had the run of the place for three months, doing his best to make things on the kingdom of God real and convincing to them. That's interesting too, isn't it? For three, one, three months, my man is pounding, trying to convince him, trying to do things. Uh, but then resistance began to from as some of they some of them sorry began spreading evil rumors through the congregation about the Christian way of life. Ooh wee! The gossip started. Man, I used to play church softball, and I swear that the uh, the sportsmanship I guess it was <laughs> it was so ruthless. I mean, you think you're around uh, a bunch of guys that are, you know, competing, loving God, having fun, but, I mean, these guys are out here arguing with the refs, cussing each other out, like, it was, it was hardcore. You would have never known. I don't know why that made me think of that. But uh, what was funny is they started spreading evil rumors through the congregation about the Christian way of life. The Christian way of life. What, what do you think that the Christian way of life is? Huh? What is it? The way of Jesus. Guess, and guess how, we, uh, guess how we get to the way of Jesus? Through the work of the Holy Spirit. So here's a question that it does kind of pose to us, and I'm going to pose to you guys. What way are you showing? Whoa. I don't... That was a... That was, that was the way I'm showing. <laughs> Bing! <laughs> I don't... Did it stop? Hey, see? Look at that. No, I can still hear myself, but... Pull forward? Right there? What, keep coming? Oh, you want me to come down to, okay. What's up, guys? I'm just going to, I'm going to walk back and forth and join you guys. Okay, can you, you can hear me better? All right, cool. Well, I'll get down to level with you. Um, 
So in, in asking the question, what way are you showing? It really, uh, for me, it shows what's the most important thing in your life. If you get one opportunity today, what are you going to show? Love? Are you going to show Christ? I was breaking this down. I was going to, I didn't get to Jen, but I was going to do a, uh, a funny little, uh, uh, like, example with the, uh, the Whopper, the Whopper believers and the, and the Big Mac believers. <laughs> because the Whopper believers, they what? BK has it their way. They're trying to be their own king. And I've, and I've listen, no offense to Chick-fil-A lovers, but I think I figured it out. Chick-fil-A can't be God's chicken. It's closed on Sunday. I have access to him 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So we got to get rid of that. But guess what McDonald's has? Boom! They're loving it. And the Big Mac has the Big Mac sauce. That's the Holy Spirit. Once you put that on there, boom. Boom. That's the way to go. Phil's shaking his head over here. All right, I got to try to get it back. Um, but the importance of how we live our life, and it all comes down to how we are studying and what are we receiving. Whoa. I guess I'm on the right track. Someone keep going. Um, what did you say? It's my phone. Uh, okay, so Paul left taking the disciples with him and set up shop in the school of, how do you say that? Yeah, what they said. Holding class there daily, he did this for two years, giving everyone in the province of Asia, Jews as well as Greeks, ample opportunity to hear the message of the master. He did that for two years, y'all. I want you to think about that for a minute. We're so quick to beat ourselves up. If we don't get it right, we beat ourselves up right away. Um, my man put in work for two years, giving them ample opportunity to receive the message of the master. That's a heart right there, right? We get, we get with somebody and we give them five minutes of our time and if they, we ain't trying to hear them, nope. And it, and it raises the question is, where's your heart really at, right? Because if, if, if people are reaching out, and this is why I think we're confused on the message, because if people are reaching out and hurting, which they are, then guess what? We still have work to do. And if we get off track of what our mission is and what we're to be doing, then we're going to waste so much time. And here's what we can't do. This is what this is telling me, and I'm going somewhere with this, is that we have to live the way that we learned. They put in work. It wasn't easy. It's not saying anyone has to be perfect in here, but the question is, is are you taking what you've learned, applying it to your life so you grow, so you understand what you're standing on is the strength that you need and the only thing that you need to continue on to walk out this message to get it to the next person. And if you understand that and that is the, the foundation of what you're standing on, you might get tired, you're gonna go through things, you're gonna get beat down, but guess what? you're not going to give up. So here's a big part of why we... Uh, go to the next slide. 
The new man stew. <laughs> so this is the recipe. So this is, you cook this all in together and it's going to work out. Ephesians 4.22 through, 20, through 24, this is the ESV version. To everyone say, put off. Your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupted through deceitful desires and to, everyone read that next line with me, be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. So this is the new man's too. This is what has to start brewing and cooking, and you have to start doing, and it's a process, okay? You're going to put off. Here's the thing. How do you not put back on? The old stuff, the old desires, all this. You got to renew your minds in the spirit, which what's so great with that. Thank you, Jesus, that I don't have to do that. Man. That takes all the stress off of me because what I have to do is just understand and receive what he's already done. So guys, when we get to a place in our life that we are working, whoa, we're working from and not working for, because that's where the tiredness comes from. We get so worn out trying to do something we're never going to reach. Guess why? You don't have the strength. You, you don't have none of that. What you do have is the thing working inside of you that does all of that. And that's the one that renews. That's the one that does every single day. And how, you, how we learn to do that, right here, my man's on it. How do you renew? Apply what you've, you have learned. This is what Paul was saying to the Ephesian church. You learned Christ. I get it's getting crazy, things are going on, but you forgot what you learned. That's why you're now out here doing everything else and going really backwards because you stopped doing what you learned. You stopped putting all the trust in everything that you learned to continue on, to push through, to reach that goal, and, and you let the old self put back on. So, so as we go through things and situations, and I know we talk about this in, a lot, but guys, this, this is it. This is the message. This is what Paul continued to try to do while things are happening and stuff's coming against them. Uh, it, I mean, it talks about in this that he takes his, uh, at one point, Paul's going into, and this is what I love how much Paul believes, to the point that they're taking things of Paul's and, and it's healing people. Like, they're taking, taking things of Paul's, and it's healing them. Like, things are happening. They're turning into witchcraft books and starting bonfires with them. All kinds of crazy stuff has happened just off of believing. And Paul's saying, you have seen and you've learned all these things. How in the world are you turning away and forgetting it's him that has done it and that is coming, that he's the only one? Everything that's happening is preparing it for him, the one and the only one that is going to sustain you for life forever. So I throw up, I throw up a couple of scriptures because 
we say this, guys, but who actually does this? Have you ever studied your favorite? Everyone has a life verse, but you ever, you ever studied it? You ever read it? You ever took those thoughts captive when they come and take it back to the word of Scripture and allow the word of truth to defeat it? Because when we try on our own, man, I'm just speaking from, from experience of, of what's going on, even in my life this week. I, I have to, every single day, continually renew myself, learn the word, learn the tools, learn the weapons to fight the things that are coming against us. And this is how we do it. So here's a couple of, uh, here's a couple of verses I threw up there, John 10, 10. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have... Uh, that, ain't, that ain't good enough. I have come that they may have... And have it to what? Listen, he, he didn't come that you just you slide by. That you struggle. Like I said, don't get confused that we have hard times and situations, but... What are you doing in that time? And what is at the forefront of your mind? Are you standing on the message that was given to us? That he came to set us free, that he loves us, to understand his grace for us. Because if we don't understand that, guys, we don't want to stand. Right? It says, that, it says earlier that they, they feel the pain. They, they feel, you know what I mean? We get in our feelings, we sit down, we lay down, and once you sit and lay down, then what? You stay down. And stay down for a while, and a while, and a while, and you get back up. But if we continue to understand and not forget what we learned, then we, we don't stay down. I'm not saying we don't fall down, but we stand back up. And we keep moving and rolling and trusting in Him and growing and growing and growing, and that is uh, maturity. James 1.25, one of my favorite verses when I was going through a tough time in my life, uh, and I still use it to this day, but whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. So that is the one thing that he does do everything. But guys, we... We have to be the ones that believe, and we got to be the ones that choose to fight our battles that way. Right? Next slide. Here's a couple more. Romans 2.12, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. It's good, it's pleasing, it's perfect. This is the Bible, y'all. This isn't me. This is something that, that we all have to choose to use as a tool to apply to our lives to grow. Then get out there and help others. Second Peter 1.3, His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. The struggle with this is that sounds great. If you don't have the knowledge, it means nothing. What I mean by that is if you don't understand and read this from front to back to understand, you're not going to know you are loved. 
You're not, you're not going to know that if you were the only person on this planet, he would have died for you. That's how personal I make it. I love y'all, but forget all y'all. He died for me, right? <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, but for real, we have to understand this and make it personal. But it, it leads us to knowing, to doing our job, which is if you desire something, you're going to figure it out, right? You're going to dive in. You're going to study it. You're going to read it. You're going to do the work yourself because you want to and have a desire to. And guess what does, guess what helps you do that? The Holy Spirit, which you receive when you accept him and you step into that and you start to live your life. You start to be more aware. You start to notice things. It says here that, uh, where is it at? Uh, uh, the divine power has given you everything we need for a godly life through the knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Oh, where's it at? Oh, you'll be able to test and approve. The Holy Spirit gives us discernment, guys. It, it helps us navigate through things. It helps us to be able to give us like that big flashing uh thing in our mind that is the right way to go, but you're like, nah, I think it, I know the GPS says right, but it looks like a left, because right just doesn't look right. It, it helps us discern to get to prompt us to do the right things, to grow, to walk towards what God has for us. Uh, and then back to my man all about Philip in 4.6, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, Presenting your request to God. You know, what's, you know what's so cool about all of this and the Big Mac? Guess what the Big Mac... The Big Mac isn't a Big Mac without what? The sauce. See, y'all know. We are nothing without the Holy Spirit. That's our sauce. The Big Mac is just a, a massive all-beef patty... <laughs> Y'all are getting hungry now, aren't you? <laughs> uh, but, but if you leave things off, then it's not to the fullness of what it's meant to be. So, guys, we got to quit leaving things out. If you're going to believe in this, we got to believe in this, and we got to start doing the things that it calls us to do because we believe in it. it, it how many of you guys hit your knees and pray? How many of us do these things... Uh, because again, not because the church tells us to, not because uh, some guys standing up here saying, hey, do you guys do this? Are you going to go home and do that? It's, it's saying, I'm saying this because if we believe in this and we want to get to the fullness, what, what all this is coming down to is we, we have to stop a lot of these things and start doing. Later in Ephesians, it talks about, you got to say, if you lie, quit lying, Right? If you're doing this, stop doing it, right? It's super simple, but what we do is I quit lying, but I'm still doing this. I'm all right. Guys, that's, you're not going to get there. And that's what Paul is trying to explain to them that, listen, what you learned was the only thing that you need, and you did it. It took a while, whatever, God's working on you, all that stuff, yep. But you're the one that stops the... Uh, the growth and maturity in your life 
by going back to what was comfortable because you don't want to trust and allow the Holy Spirit to work in and through you to get you to where you need to go so you grow. And now you take that and just like James is saying, you don't forget and you keep going and you grow and you learn and you learn and you learn. And through that, guess what you're doing? Your life going from one place to another and exampling Christ because you're applying his word is speaking so much more than someone coming up to you and trying to, this is the Bible thump, y'all. Smack you with the Bible telling you what you should and shouldn't do. You know what I'm learning more? I'm, I, I don't feel the need to tell people what they should and shouldn't do. Phil's <laughs> laughing. Um, it, the more I read the Bible... It's, it's convicting me on things that I need to do, how I need to change my life, the areas I need to look at, which is me. And when I live my life that way, that helps somebody else want to see and change their life. And it's, it's cool because, go to the next slide. Because when we get down in here and, and we start to really grasp that he died for us so we could have life. We don't have to, we don't have to struggle no more. I, I put up here, begin to live from the renewing, not for the renewing, like I said earlier. And, and that's the key to, to putting off and putting on the new and renewing that no matter what happens, I'm standing with a mind that understands he died for me, he saved me, he loved me, he gives me the grace that I need to push forward, and I don't have to, to make it an obligation. I don't have to be good enough. He qualifies me. And, and here's the greatest thing. I don't have to prove it to none, nobody else, but, but what, it does, what it makes you want to do, Jesus, go ahead and shout it. Uh, <laughs> Um, what it makes you want to do, though, is it gives you more desire to know more. We talk about, I don't know who in here lifts weights. Obviously, I don't. But <laughs> when you start to see results of something, doesn't it make you want more? When you start to give your life to Christ and let him lead, it makes you want to follow him so much more because you're like, holy cow, I don't have to do this stuff. I don't have to do that. What? He's working in and through you and teaching you and building you and getting you to the place so he can use you because that's his goal. How many in here want to be used by God? All right. Uh, 2 Corinthians 15 says, and he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. What I'm trying to get to is that all throughout scripture and what we read and what Paul's encouraging, it's all about life and life in him and life because of what he did. And that's the main thing that we have to start receiving and understand. Because when that one thing you grasp, everything else will start to unfold in your life. And you will start to just, I, I'm telling you, it, it'll grow, it'll grow, it'll grow. And maturity is going to lead to one thing, and Fred talked about this. It grows us closer to understanding we're all as one. 
We're all in the same body. And guys, when we can all come to that and come together, that's when a, a, big, a big example and explosion of Christ can start happening in communities and things can start changing. We can start impacting schools. We can start impacting every, everything because together as a unit, we're moving in unity as one with the same mission. This, we're one-minded and we're flowing to help change and, and position people so they can get an opportunity to receive Christ. But if they're looking at us all crazy because we're, we're trying to put off, but we're also trying to put on, and, and we have to understand he does the putting on through the work of the Holy Spirit. It's like a tuxedo. You ever been measured? You just got to stand there and they get all their measurements and stuff. So they do it. The Holy Spirit is doing all that inside of you, but you have to receive it. These are the three questions that you guys with. And like I said, my main focus today was for us to really grasp and figure out what have you learned? And I took you back to Acts because Paul, I wanted to lay the groundwork of why he was saying what he was saying and the work that was put in for them to learn to get to a place to, to stop believing in that, if you will, and give themselves back over to what they, what they came from. And the first question is, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? That was in the scripture that we read earlier because that was the question that Paul asked. Second question, did you take God into your mind only, or did you also embrace him with your heart? Because uh, let this sink in. And I, I'm not here, like I said, more than anything, I want us to leave here with a better understanding. And I know at some point in time, I was sitting out there, and I've been to church services, I've been to things that for the longest time I questioned, like, you know, when people are talking about this, do I, is that, do I have that too? Like, you know, this feels good. I got the goosebumps in worship, right? Like everyone gets, and that's my favorite song. And if it's not my favorite song, if it's not my favorite preacher, I'm not going to listen. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to do this. But the, the touch and the Holy Spirit moving in you gravitates towards the Word of God. Don't matter who it is, what it is. But did you receive that? I want you to ask yourself that. Did he get inside of you? I want us to uh, I want us to just take a moment because in in Ephesians, I think it's in verse 30, it tells us to not grieve the Holy Spirit, to not grieve God and the Holy Spirit. And you know, we have to understand that's the most precious gift that has been given to us that we have to sustain us in life, to flow and to steward and to, to give time and attention to. And if you don't know that, I want to give you guys some time to know that that's what, that's what we have to, to know. And maybe you don't know, right? Maybe you're like, I don't know. Here's what I do know. This is one thing that was revealed to me that I do know, that everybody sitting in, this seat needs, in these seats needs something. And I don't know, maybe you don't like to stand up and be out in front of people and step out like you, 
You know what I mean? Oh, well, they're going to think, what's wrong with you? Or, or what are they going through? Or anything of that nature. But, you know, when he steps out, or when he says, when, when they, they came and they were baptized in, in John's baptism, and they said about the Holy Spirit, and they're like, what's that? But when they came and they got touched off of someone who believes, like I said, Paul was, people were taking things of Paul's and getting healed. Paul believed. That's why he spent the time to do these things and to, to put work in. So he believed. You're around people here that believe. I know sitting here, everyone needs a touch of some sort. So it's, it's going to be whether you want to step into that and say, hey, yeah, I'm trying to put the new man on. I'm struggling, whatever. It takes time, like I said, but guess what you can start doing today? Take another step closer to getting a touch, to getting closer to what that may be like.